Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Oh, hi, Glenn Kirshner. Good morning, Steph. (laughs) All right, so let's jump right into it. Stephen Miller yesterday uh, testifying before the House Committee. um, And at times it was described as contentious, Glenn. Uh, It included a number of queries about Trump's speech before the crowd that morning of January 6th. Uh, Miller repeatedly was asked about the word we used uh, throughout Trump's speech. He's obviously his head Mm -hmm. speechwriter. Miller argued the language was not different from any other political speech, oh, including the moon landing speech, which also included the word we. Your thoughts, Glenn? So my thoughts are that the J6 committee does not expect to get anything important or incriminating out of Stephen Miller, except in as much as it might incriminate Stephen Miller himself. This is kind of a textbook. I view it as a a RICO investigation. What you do is you wait until the end of the investigation or very nearly the end of the investigation when you already have 800 approaching 900 other witnesses who have talked about not only what Donald Trump did that day, but what Stephen Miller did that day. And then you bring Stephen Miller in to give him the opportunity to collect up as many perjury counts as he can by lying over and over and over again. This is what this is how I view the J6 committee being headed up by Chief Investigative Counsel Timothy Heafy, who was one of our best RICO prosecutors at the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. I can see federal prosecutors' fingerprints all over this investigation, and I'm hoping that the Department of Justice ultimately will roll Stephen Miller into a large criminal indictment because I'm confident, Steph, he told a whole bunch of lies to the J6 committee yesterday. So, Glenn, talk talk to us legally. To me, just as a person, the we thing sounds so ridiculous that he's saying, oh, we is used in all kinds of political speeches, including uh, President John F. Kennedy in reference to the moon landing, which, by the way, was not an insurrection. Okay, um, Trump repeatedly used the word we. He said, we will not take it anymore. That's what this is all about. Uh, To use a favorite term, all of you people uh, really came up with, we will stop the steal. Isn't that important yes. legally, the way Trump used it? It, it is. And, and the, the word we is not magic, right? I mean, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Well, right. apparently we also have Donald Trump's angry mob storming the Capitol to fear. So, you know, this is some 
um, ridiculous little word game yeah. that Stephen Miller is playing because he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room ah, right. when ordinarily he's probably only the most racist guy in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so the other significant thing yesterday, obviously, the um, Dustin Thompson was found guilty. Um, he was the one that we've talked about this before. So he pinned the blame for his participation on Donald Trump. Uh, U.S. District Judge Reggie Walton, who we know, said uh, the insurgency and it was, in fact, that is very troubling. I think our democracy is in trouble because, unfortunately, we have charlatans like the former president. Hello. In my view, who don't care about democracy and only care about power. Now, I think last time we talked, Glenn, you said this has the effect of it didn't help him get off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it also does further implicate Trump. Talk to us about what that means legally. Yes, yeah, Steph, we could talk the rest the rest of the segment about the Dustin uh, Thompson um, verdict because it's really important. Now, first of all, let's talk about who Judge Reggie Walton is. I used to try murder cases in front of him 100 years ago when he was a D.C. Superior Court judge. He's a lion of the D.C. criminal justice circles. Most importantly, he was first appointed by President Reagan as a judge in 1981. He was then appointed by President George H.W. Bush as as a judge in 1991, George W. Bush in 2001 and elevated to the FISA court by John Roberts. I don't think Reggie Walton is an angry Democrat. Okay, and the way he ripped into Donald Trump as a charlatan who cares nothing about our democracy. Another important pronouncement from the federal judiciary, as far as I'm concerned. Now let's turn to Dustin Thompson, right? Now this guy admittedly is a real knucklehead, right? He's an exterminator from Ohio. You you can't script this kind of stuff. And he goes into the Capitol unlawfully trying to stop the certification. He was convicted of all six counts. What does he steal? He steals some liquor and a podium. I don't know if he was intending to give a a drunk speech somewhere, but I mean, this this guy really is something of of a clown and a loser. But here's the thing, he expressly, offered to the jury that the reason he did it was because Donald Trump told him to. I believe that, Steph. I believe he did it because he was motivated, inspired, and incited, that's the legal term, by Donald Trump to do it. The problem for him is that's not a legal defense, and it's not a factual defense. If you tell me to rob the bank and I rob the bank, and I said, but Steph told me to. Well, all that does, Steph, is it makes you possibly complicit in my crime, conspiracy to rob the bank. So here's what I would do as a prosecutor. I look at all of what's going on through a prosecutorial lens. I would take Dustin Thompson. I would put him on the witness stand at Donald Trump's trial for inciting the insurrection. And I would say, Mr. Thompson, repeat for this jury what you told your jury before they convicted you. And he would say, Donald Trump told me my yeah. vote was stolen and that I had to go to the Capitol and fight like hell and stop it or I wouldn't have a country anymore. Yeah. Thank you. You're excused. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the thousand reasons why Donald Trump is guilty of inciting the insurrection. Yes. Like a lot of his predecessors, um, you know, Manson, I don't know, mm-hmm. John Gotti. OK, I'm just saying. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um, which, by the way, you, uh, you had a tweet about that. Uh, someone said uh, the entire Trump administration was a criminal enterprise, and you said Rico was their name which is funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> also true. Yeah, did you hear bingo? Was it? Yeah, I hope everybody heard that. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, oh, totally yeah. got it. Nailed it. But this is why their mob references always come up to Donald Trump, because it is. It's yeah. a crime syndicate. So you, um, our friend A.G., who we will talk to Monday, mm-hmm. said, wow, I didn't even know how to explain this. Eastman, John Eastman, while his emails about false electors were being reviewed for crime fraud exception, was in Wisconsin trying to get them to nullify their Biden electors. And you just said again, crime unaddressed begets more crime, full stop. Stop. Um, and just quickly, you followed up J6 committee in the legislative branch and federal judges. The judicial branch have concluded Trump committed crimes. How about the executive branch? Make it unanimous. A hat trick of justice. Um, yeah, that here we are again. Right. Two of the three co-equal branches of government are on the record over and over and over again, saying Donald Trump committed crimes to try to unlawfully retain the presidency. And now it's time for the executive branch through the Department of Justice to make that same announcement. The way DOJ announces things is in criminal indictments. So come on, let's get our justice on. Do you agree? I don't know if I can't remember if we've, we talk about this <laughs> all the time, but obviously Joyce Vance, Renato Mariotto, a lot of your uh, good friends have said they don't think they, that uh, the J6 committee should make a criminal referral. They reference what happened in Michigan, um, you know, with Governor Whitmer, that the, there were acquittals. I don't even understand all of it. Jury nullification, this, that, whatever, being able to tell a jury it was politically motivated. Where do you come down on that? Yeah, I think the J6 committee should do its thing. Now, the J6 committee is a political body, so it's part of what it does is a political calculation. That right. It's the nature of the beast. But here's the thing. No matter what the Department of Justice does when it ultimately hands down these indictments, they're going to be accused of doing it for political reasons. So that shouldn't govern. That kind of unfair, disingenuous criticism shouldn't govern how Congress operates. Let me read one thing that uh, Representative Raskin said about this precise thing last night, because Representative Raskin is a serious, trustworthy politician. I know trustworthy politician sounds oxymoronic, but it's not in this case, plain moronic when it when it involves some of these Republicans. Here's what he said. He said, the truth is coming out. He said, regarding criminal referrals, we have not been shy about criminal evidence we encounter. And our report will be profuse in setting forth crimes that have not yet been alleged. And he finished with this. He said, it will be about public hearings. He said, it will be both agonizing and riveting for the country to see how close we came to losing it all. Yeah. I say, you know, we have to we have to stop the hand wringing and and timidity and the legal navel gazing that we have to do the right thing. Consequences be damned. We can't decline to do the right thing for fear of how the wrong people will react. So make criminal referrals because that's part of what Congress does. Yeah. And DOJ will take them, say thank you very much. We're going to do our own thing, but we appreciate your input. Everybody should be doing the right thing, not worrying about the BS criticism that will come. Yeah. See, this is sometimes I fight my heart and my head, but with you, I have it all. I'm with you. 
my heart and my head. <laughs> bink, bink, bink. Okay. Um. Also, I yeah, because you would reference an old piece of yours is is a Trump indictment possible? Mueller and the DOJ can and should reevaluate the Office of Legal Counsel's memo. I mean, it is sad to read it to just go. Oh, this is how we got here, just because apparently he is above the law. Right. I mean, and, apparently yeah, there's no Seth, good time to prosecute a president. You're exactly right. Somebody said, Glenn, all the time you say no one is above the law. And I said, you know what? Let's go back and check the tape because I don't think I've ever said that. Why? Because the Department of Justice has a memo that says, I'm paraphrasing, a sitting president is above the law. He can commit all the crimes he wants. And we don't think it's a good idea to indict him for those crimes. That puts him above the law. That is deeply damaging to our Republican staff. That is landed us in the exact spot we find ourselves in. Because if Donald Trump were prosecuted for the crimes he committed, yeah. frankly, to steal the presidency in the first place, the yes. campaign finance crimes with Michael Cohen, we wouldn't be in this mess. Right. So how about DOJ revisit the, the, the fact that it decided to put one person above the law? Because it's destroying our dang democracy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you made a good point, too, on Twitter. You said breaking news, DOJ indicts a high government official for bribery for a corrupt quid pro quo using taxpayer money for his own political advantage. Time to compare and contrast a New York uh, lieutenant governor to a former president of the United States. Equal justice? I mean, there's a million examples, right? Yeah, that was a bad one with uh, Lieutenant Governor of New York, Governor Bri- uh, Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin, apparently engaged in a $50,000 bribery scheme, and he should be held accountable. And he did that back in uh, 2019 through 2021. Well, Donald Trump extorted President Zelensky for $400 million of taxpayers' money. That is bribery, plain and simple. And yet he's never been held accountable. Look at Lieutenant Governor Benjamin. Look at Donald Trump. What is it that distinguishes those two people? I'm not saying this was a racially based decision, but why is it they held the black politician accountable, the Department of Justice, and have refused to hold the white politician accountable for a more serious bribery? And also, by the way, you referenced uh, North Carolina authorities removed Mark Meadows from the voter rolls amidst a voter election fraud investigation. Well, there's an African-American woman that went to jail for how many years for that? I mean, there's a, you can cite an example, at, well, not even an hour, a minute, right, about how there's yeah. not equal justice. And, and that woman filed a provisional ballot because she wasn't sure if she could vote or not. She was trying to do right. things right, even though it turns right. out she got it wrong. That, frankly, should get her probation And Mark Meadows should be sitting in her jail cell. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. Just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Um, And finally, I got to ask you about our Handmaid's Tale uh, reality. You tweeted DeSantis signs legislation revoking women's constitutionally protected privacy rights. Um, this is legitimately terrifying what's happening. So DeSantis signed a 15-week abortion ban into law. 
uh, supporters of the 15-week restriction, as well as there was a Florida ceiling monitor saying Florida is pro-life, except for all the women that will die trying to... Okay. Uh, the law makes no exceptions for uh, rape or incest. Um, a, uh, a legislator there said today Florida became the third state after Arizona, Kentucky to enact a 15-week ban modeled after Mississippi's unconstitutional 15-week ban currently being challenged by the U.S. Supreme Court. At the Supreme Court, this is a shameless step toward what could be a terrifying new future for reproductive freedom in the country. Um, which Kentucky Republicans overruled uh, the veto there and imposed sweeping abortion restrictions. Um, Glenn, talk to us about this because this is uh, Kentucky like stopped yesterday your ability to be able to get an abortion. Yeah, Governor DeSantis has decided that if you're a woman in Texas and you are raped and impregnated, or if you are sexually trafficked and you are impregnated, he has made the decision for you that you must carry the rapist's baby full term. That's what Ron DeSantis just did. He revoked in part, women's constitutional privacy rights. And I would, year, years ago, I would have been more optimistic that the Supreme Court would remedy this. But now I think they may just jump on the DeSantis and Greg Abbott bandwagon and say, yes, of course we are clawing back constitutional rights from women. They're second-class citizens. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it is truly terrifying. Real quick, I know we're late here, but uh, new documents indicate the FBI has been lying about failures to prevent January 6th insurrection. What do you make of this whole story? Have you? Uh, uh, I, I don't know what I make of it because this is the first time I'm hearing of this oh, okay. particular story. But yeah. I, I will look into it and send me a link. Okay. Um, Okay. I've, unless I've, you listen, want to share me a clip or two from it, I'm happy to talk about it. Well, the FBI has been lying about its failures to prevent the January 6th insurrection. According to newly revealed documents, uh, Chris Ray told Congress last summer investigators had circulated intelligence material and other resources ahead of the U.S. Capitol riot, but was limited in gathering evidence from social media. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone obtained documents showing the FBI had broadly tracked social media platforms. The new documents suggest the agency has all the authority it needs to monitor the social media platforms in the name of public safety. And in fact, the Bureau had done just that during the nationwide wave of racial justice protests in 2020. Um, it was property of the people that obtained them. And they said these the documents bring into relief three consistent truths about the FBI. One, at its core, the FBI is a political police force that primarily targets the left while ignoring or outright enabling the far right. Um, just in terms of, you know, January 6th in general, what did they yeah. know? When did they know it? And I would say because they were Trump's FBI then. Right. So they. Yeah. And, and, and what has always struck me about the lack of security on January 6th was that was an executive branch orchestration. Donald Trump, you know, in, in a number of different ways through his agencies, his executive branch agencies deprived the U.S. Capitol of the security forces it needed to repel the coming attack and then he launched the attack and i know we haven't even gotten into ivanka trump who i think if she told the truth uh, the truth before the j6 committee had to deeply damage her father because of the reporting that they kept sending her back into the oval office during the insurrection to say please persuade daddy to call it off and donald trump wouldn't so not only did he set the capital up to be taken he launched the attack he refused to call it off when even his own daughter tried to get him to call it off. And that 
is a president waging war against the United States. Yep, absolutely. Um, Glenn, always, I always keep you way too long. <laughs> it's the jingle says I can talk to him all day. Yes. All right. <laughs> Love you. See you next week. Love you, Steph. Thanks. See you guys. All Thanks, right. Thanks.